Hi there, this is Amanda and you are listening to The Vining Perspective. Today is a daily drop. Dailies are typically between 5 and 10 minutes and are focused around thought leadership, inclusive to RevOp, sales, senior leadership, and business development. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, everybody. Amanda here. It is Tuesday morning, and I just want to start off by saying thank you to the many of you who have been riding through this roller coaster of emotions and podcasts with me over the last few weeks, especially lately, where I know it's been a few different personalities you're getting a few days in a row. So bear with me. You're going to get this one, and now for the next three days, my husband made a joke that at least all of you are only going through three of my uh, moods and personalities when he has to easily deal with at least nine on a day-to-day basis. So you're only getting part of what he has to go through. As far as what I'm going to talk about today, this actually came directly from a dream. So if you can believe it, on Saturday night, I was sleeping and I was sleeping in the form of Zoom calls because I had so many Zooms last week that in my dreams, I was seeing people in the form of a Zoom. I was actually seeing myself doing that. And in the dream, their backgrounds were different uh, various things that I could even see from my dream. So I have a bit of a um, kind of like a photographic memory where I see things as visuals. So I always will remember, especially like numbers, phone numbers, a picture of something almost like completely. So I can actually like picture the dream as a photo. I don't know if anyone else's brains work like that. Anyway, what it had me thinking about was visual backgrounds and how much of our judgment is so quick. So I've been thinking about some of the things that a lot of people would study, which is impressions, right? So how long do you have to make an impression? And thinking about this as far as what your elevator pitch should sound like as well. So we're going to start first on impressions and visual backgrounds. So looking at studies and data and statistics, and I love looking into facts and, and really studying the art of owning a room or selling, We look at things like how long do you have? And there's so many different data sets that point to a really, really short window. So people will say, is it 40 seconds? Is it four seconds? Is it a second? And there's information and there's certain statistics and studies that will tell you that it can be even less than that. It can be literally half a second before someone is going to gauge whether they would like you or potentially trust you or want to work with you. And if you think about this, of course, that has to be correct because look at the success of an app like Tinder, right? Where people are making a swipe left or a swipe right decision in half of a second or less in most instances. Sometimes you're you're thinking about it, but in half of a second, you could make a decision that could potentially impact the person you would be dating. Or if you really want to get crazy, a person that potentially you could have ended up marrying, having children with, and living a life with, right? In half of a second. That's how quick that judgment was. So I was thinking about this in terms of our visual backgrounds and our stimulus because we're doing these calls and many of us had not been in virtual environments before. So I just want to think about what is around you because everyone is quickly looking around and assessing you and your space and your life from what's behind you. 
And I can fundamentally appreciate that some people are really fortunate to have already had beautiful home offices set up and other people are in a scenario where they may have roommates, they have a big family, they live in an apartment, they just don't have as much space. So I can appreciate that in the way that I'm going to approach this, but I do still want you to really think about what is behind you. So as far as what is behind me as an example, right? So I talked about one, which was an ice breaking ability. So I use my microphone. It's so simple. Yes, this is a microphone, right? Um, it's an easy way to break ice in a conversation. And there's lots of things you can put in your background to do that. You want to also think about what else could be around you. So specifically to my background, there's a plane that's right behind my head. I'm not sure how many of you have noticed it, but it's like a silver metallic-y looking plane that's flying up uh, from a piece of furniture that's behind me. There's also a quote on my wall. So the quote on my wall says, live your life with love, grace, and gratitude. And If someone was to read that and they see that in my home office, those are certainly not bad things for them to read. It may have also just been on sale at HomeGoods and I picked it up one day, but either way, I don't think anyone's going to be offended by the quote. I've got family photos behind me. I have a zip code of the city I grew up in, shout out Medford. I have 02155. So if someone sees that, it's just my hometown. It's, you know, a big part of me. My husband and I both went to school there forever and met in middle school in Medford. So a lot of friends are still from there. So if anyone was to see that and they know me at all, they hear my accent, they're going to know that that's a big part of my life. Um, and if there's anything else they've seen, they certainly wouldn't have been offended. My room's completely clean at all times. And they're going to see a plane, which signifies the love of my career. They're going to see a quote, which I really do believe that you should live your life with grace and with gratitude for it and with love around you and focus on those things. And when I'm having a hard day in my virtual office, sometimes it is nice to look up and be like, yes, that is what you need to do. Um, And then of course, if you see my family, right? So just think about those things might all be likable to someone. Someone might see that and they might either look at the plane and see the context is experience. They might look at a quote and see the context is things that I would want to live my life by. Or they might see Boston memorabilia or my hometown or my family and see that those are things that I'm rooted in and look at that as someone that could be potentially trusted or as loyal or I don't know. It really is just my shit. All of this was here before we knew we were going to be working from home and it makes me happy to work in. So that is what people do even if it is not intentional. It's just an automatic thing in our bodies that we will judge that visual and stimuli whether we know we're doing it or not. And I bet you, as I've been talking about this for the last five minutes, some of you that are listening are going, oh my gosh, I noticed X has this in their background or that has this in their background or oh shit, I have this in my background. So it's just something to really kind of go through in your head. As far as the other pieces here, so like if you have an empty bottle of Tito's behind you, you might want to move that, right? So getting into the elevator pitch quickly. So I just want to show you two ways to do this. And one is going to be the basic elevator pitch. And the other one is going to be a very leveled up version of an elevator pitch that for some of you that have been listening for the last few weeks, I hope that you will try. But taking this concept of visual stimulus and taking this concept of having such a short amount of time to get someone to gauge if they're going to like you and potentially buy from you, I was thinking about how do you break down an elevator pitch the best way from my lens, especially in a virtual environment where it's going to be harder to make that deal and own the room. So the way you need to think about this is simply that 
the correct elevator pitch in a sales environment or just in any client-related environment is you are creating a connection between you and your client or your prospective client. So it's like that is the connective tissue between the two to tone set the rest of the day. It's not just about your context on you and what company you are. So if I had to break it into four points, the first one is just the basics. You could say, you know, your name information. The second one is either context around the past or the like business fundamentals and the present. The third one is the future and the connective tissue between the businesses. So let me go through that again. The basics about you and the context of your why you're there, the past and present essentially, so kind of who you are and how long you've been there and why you're there today. And then third is the future and the connective tissue between you and the business that you're talking to. So in a really, really quick example of those three steps, Hi, my name is Amanda Vining, and I'm absolutely elated to be here talking to you today. I've been with Corporate Traveler for the last 13 years, offering cost-saving strategies as well as extremely high-touch personal service. And everything that I have come to know about your company is a venture capital firm with 20 executive assistants supporting 49 executives. I have learned that service is really important to you, but this is a top-line expense, and that cost-saving strategy is also going to be of fundamental importance. What I look forward to doing in the rest of our conversation is really prioritizing what's most important to you as we go around the room and I get to know a bit more about each one of you. I hope that you'll be honest, you'll be candid, and you'll share so that at the end of this, we can all see if a partnership is logical. How does that sound? Right? So like however you want to do it, but basically you're setting up your next step, but you just wanted to say who you are, past and present, and then what it's going to look like if you connect in the future. So that's a basic way to do it. If you want to try to really level this up, you can start playing with bold statements to start your elevator pitch. So you can do it as a question. So let me give an example, or at least I'm going to try to. Did you know that travel typically ranks as a top three overall business expense for most biotherapeutic firms? And while it's expensive and it's really important to focus on an expense of that magnitude, it also is an interesting expense because it has the ability to impact employee satisfaction. It has the ability to make people happier at work. I've spent 13 years working for Corporate Traveler, who is an organization who tries to solve both of those facets, the cost-saving approach, but also what is a service experience that allows people to be happier when they're traveling for business. I am here today working with XYZ Biotherapeutics because the work that you are doing is incredible. It's changing the world and how we approach cancer. And we would absolutely be honored if we were able to play that humbling role of getting you to A to B in the future. I look forward to exploring that more as we continue to have this conversation and absolutely would encourage you to have an open dialogue today to make sure that all of this makes sense so that you can walk out of here with the correct tools to see if that decision is logical right? So you can level it up a bit. So if you heard that or you watched that breakdown, it started as, do you know that travel typically ranks? Or you could do it so many different ways, right? Did you know that 
business travelers are typically only happy 20% of the time when they're on the road. I work for a corporate traveler who's worked really hard to identify ways to up that percentage for your staff and give them the employee satisfaction and traveler satisfaction that they deserve when they're on the road. You can think of so many different ways to play with it. So obviously like that's me just spitballing off the top of my head um, in my pajamas. So if I was to really break these down, I could probably do it a little bit better for you all. But think about that, write it out, practice it, practice really high touch points. Because if you only have a second or 40 seconds or whatever the right number is to make an incredible impression, you want it to be a strong impression. And I really like playing with these bold opening questions because I don't think it sounds like everybody else who walked in. If you have been listening, you know I try to work really hard to sound completely different than anybody else. So those are my tips for today. Again, visual backgrounds and visual background stimulus and really powerful elevator pitches while you're selling virtually. I hope this was helpful. And again, thank you so much for the many, many, many of you who have been listening and going through this all with me. It means a lot and has been giving me so much joy. Have a good week, everybody. Before I go, I do have to ask you if you could please, please, please comment, give a rating, and subscribe. I'm trying to grow my podcast audience, but more importantly, I'm trying to bring on more guest speakers and different people throughout the world in various fields to give great content for this audience. In order to do so, however, the very first thing they're going to look at is who has rated and what are the stars and is it like-minded and does it make sense for them or their brand? It helps me so much and I sincerely appreciate it.